0: Between the Ribs with host Jonathan Morris, fourth-generation farmer. First-hand insight into farming, faith, and family, as only Jonathan can bring. Between the Ribs. Between the Ribs on Florida Man Radio.
1: Woo! Oh, wow, was that loud and proud? Florida Man Radio, what's cracking, like It's your boy here, Jonathan Morris, Between the Ribs, <laughs> live and Sopping Wet. Ah, uh, in the studio with me, but uh, part of hippopotamus. Hello. How are you, ma'am?
2: I am fantastic, thank you.
1: Always on time, always on schedule.
2: Oh yeah, me? Yeah, always.
1: How'd you like that weather today? Um, it's gross.
2: But it's okay. My ground's gonna be happy.
1: Yeah, we get a little water, so again it's gonna be cold tomorrow. Hey, yeah, uh, this between the ribs with John the Boys on Florida Man Radio. We got open mics today. Be part of the show. Yeah, uh, if you don't have the app, download the app. Okay, then where you go, I think. Florida
2: Man Radio Network, at the App Store or Google Play.
1: Google, Google me. Oh, don't Google me. Um, uh, hit the open mic button. Leave me a comment, uh, a remark, thirty seconds, or a call. Heather's got ninety-seven phone lines over there. Three two one three three nine one zero five five or
2: one zero five five. So that you remember it?
1: Oh yeah, one zero five five. Smooth jazz. No,
2: like the like the letters or the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> just, I haven't had enough caffeine today. Just oh, continue. Really?
1: I gave up Red Bull. Speaking do you want again. a Gold Star? Yes, I do. Because I was drinking four to six oh 20 ounces a God. day. and And I stopped yesterday, the day before yesterday. So if I go a little insane, uh, Tony Hill, my uh, brother-in-law, maybe calling in today. He said to please make sure we can get him on the air. He has something very important to tell us might sh- have been
2: him, who has tried two times. He's
1: calling on, oh, yeah, he, he, he's blind. He can't see that our show starts a little after four, not exactly at four. Uh, if you're with us at four, Walton, thank you very much. We love you up there. Um, for William uh, and Tyler in Georgia, I got your stuff coming. I apologize. It has been one heck of a week, but it's been a great week at the shop. More organic Meets 101 North Country Club Road in Lake Mary. The shop is open until six. You don't want to miss out. We have today, well, all of our fresh stuff. It's insane. Amy and the boys this morning put the Wham Jam on the Ham Bam, and they kind of redid the store. They brought out some racks. We have a lot of clean, good-labeled dry goods. I hate using the word organic. It's such a dirty word. And the label has been bought and paid for so many times, it really doesn't mean what you think it means. So this will go with clean, good, natural uh, products. That you can add to your meat, chicken, vegetable source down at Organic Meats in Lake Mary. Our number there, we don't always answer the phone because we're so busy. And I apologize. We're working on that. Uh, my buddy John's actually helping me with some stuff. And uh, apparently, we're going to have a, a phone system that actually takes your messages and we'll call you back. We'll see how that works out in the future. Technology. But 407 402 5686 is the number. Open till 6. If you're in the area, try to get by there. Don't try. Make it a point to get by there. We have some deals going on. If you're spending like 150 in cash or card, something like that, uh, you get four free pork chops. It's a pretty good deal. We also pulled out a half-off case today. We have a bunch of sausage, homemade burgers, specialty burgers, steak burgers, bacon and cheddar burgers, all packed up, jacked up, ready to go, cryopacked, throw them in your freezer, or cut them open, throw them on your grill. You got a whole half-off selection. All the fresh vegetables are in. CSA is whining and dining on point. Community supported agriculture. Be a part of that. Meat boxes go out this week coming up. If you're not on the meat box train, you want to text the store and get on that and get a meat box shipped to you. 407-402-5686 is the number to the store. The boys are there. Mama's there. Aurora's there. Miss Ada's there. And they're getting it on. We've got brisket on the smoker we've got spare ribs st louis style ribs we even had some ribs that we cooked so 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 good that the bone pops out and we're making rib sandwiches so mcdonald's or whoever does the mcrib they ain't got nothing on us we got your rib sandwich two pieces of white wonder bread because that's how we roll we a little bit country pulled pork uh uh my brain died carne asada picanha, we got it all Go on down there, see them, they'll make you a sandwich, they'll make you a plate. Homemade macaroni and cheese. Heather, check this out. Do you like mac and cheese? I do. So, traditional macaroni and cheese, I guess nowadays is in a box. It's, it's that's stupid. not
2: traditional. Today's. No. Today's no, tradition. No, no, and no.
1: Do you know how many people tell me they make homemade mac- macaroni and cheese and then they explain to me what they do and it's like, that's not homemade. Adding water to a pot. And cream sauce in a can- in a oh uh, uh, no nah,
2: you have to make it like my grandma made it you have to melt the the cheese and the butter and you have to use that as like an actual sauce it's over a, it's it. It's called a roux. Okay, well, I don't know though. We made it. It's roux, called a
1: roux. No, it is. I didn't know the roux either too I was educated. Uh, but that's how we do it. So basic cheddar, right? Yellow baccardi cheese. That's for everybody.
2: Oh, she also puts. Um, it's a powdered mustard.
1: Oh, she puts
2: she put powdered mustard in it. It was like, like a ground, white, white ground mustard. mustard? White
1: ground mustard. Ground mustard. Yes, really.
2: Yeah. Oh, that was her secret ingredient.
1: I've never tried that. I don't know if I will, but we'll we'll talk about it maybe off air. Uh, so we make a really good. When I say we, I mean Amy and them make a really good macaroni and cheese, and and we do it the old fashioned way. You start with the cream and the butter and the milk, and you melt all that down. You melt the cheese down, but. We kicked it up a notch because at Morgana, we, 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 we don't know how to do normal stuff. We, if you've been in our shop, you know we sell imported Irish and English cheddar cheese. Real, real. Everything in it is from the animal. All the enzymes.
2: Imported from where?
1: Ireland and England.
2: Wow.
1: Yeah, that's why it's called English farmhouse cheddar and Irish cheddar.
2: Okay, well, did you say that first? Because otherwise I wouldn't have known. Oh,
1: you. no. I di- Maybe I didn't. Maybe I was thinking it and it didn't come out. Yap <laughs> trap. Okay. And then we also have the Gruyere cheese that we sell from Wisconsin. So here's what we did. When I say we again, Amy and them. We yesterday made smoked crack peppercorn mac and <laughs> cheese. What? I'm
2: just laughing. You made smoked crack.
1: We do. Um, <laughs> we smoked crack. <laughs>
2: with peppercorn cheese. Yeah,
1: that's what it's good to talk fast. We smoked crack. I mean, smoked crack peppercorn cheese, macaroni and cheese. We've also done the English farmhouse cheddar mac and cheese. This will change your life. This is crazy. It's macaroni cheese on juice, on steroids, on whatever you want to call it. You got to get down there. You got to try it. We also are back down at the shop doing weekly meals. If you're in the area and you're hungry, we have smash burgers and then either like a brisket sandwich or we're doing chicken wings. We got all kinds of stuff going on during the lunchtime hour. And then for supper, some people call it dinner, starting around 3, we either do brisket or beef ribs or baby back ribs or, or, or whatever. We, we make all kinds of stuff. So we have a good time there. You need to stop by and see us.
2: By the way, Eric just chimed in. Eric Campbell, he says those beef ribs he got last weekend were delicious.
1: Mm, mm. Thank you, Eric. I appreciate you. Uh, yeah, Eric Campbell's the guy that I drove his order all the way to Fort Walton Beach and then sold it because he lives in Lake Mary. <laughs> 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 <That> was, <laughs> uh, but I'm glad he stopped by. He also got like 20 pounds of burger. He's all stocked up. Ah, uh, what else? I had something else. that Was very important. Hmm. I forgot to. I forgot to. Oh, there's a couple things we're going to talk about today. So stay tuned. I, I like to do this part for the for the shop. Get the shop information out there. You know, organic meats, more shelly Farms. You know who we are. We're a really good follow on Facebook. More Shelly Farms on Facebook. We are in the process um, of working out the details of an on-site store, an uh, online store. Is that what they call it. A website, yeah. online store. So be looking for that hopefully in March or a little bit sooner. We're going to be testing it where you can go and, and it'll be, you know, you hit the, the button, da 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 dot, dot, whatever, right? Yeah. And I think it'll be com maybe. I, I believe it. I have to figure that part out. I have to get with the people that are doing it and figure out what they named it. I'm 90% sure it's going to be our name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would make sense, right? That's fine. All right. And then there's going to be, so if you want to order a box, there's going to be like a small family box, a media box, a large box. And then there'll be some add-on items if you want to add a tomahawk, add a bacon, add a butter. It's going to start out very simple. Click, hit, ship. We get an email. We know to ship. So be looking for that. The store is coming along. We, uh, for a lot of people asking me, I got a lot of texts, a lot of emails about it. The, uh, the other side of the shop that's empty, I'm demoing out right now. I've almost got everything demoed. Then we're going to redo the floors, the walls, and we're going to have a production side 'Cause we're ramping up. I mean things are like changing at the shop. You don't want to miss any if you've missed anything at the shop, you don't you don't want to miss no more. It's getting insanity. That's the only adjective I have. It's like it's a social club now. It's where you wanna be. It's a family. Does that make sense? It does. Have you been a part of a shopping family?
2: No. But when I enter your shop I definitely feel like part of your family, so I get it.
1: That's awesome. You're always part of the family. Except when I couldn't pick my paper up, you didn't come over and help me. And my back didn't hurt it did real bad. I worked. I, I walked into the studio today, and I was moaning and groaning with every step. And I made the comment that they got the butter from the duck today, and you don't. Understand. I
2: had no idea what you were talking about.
1: So I'm the duck, and they got. But so if you got butter from a duck, you weren't that duck hard. <laughs> I guess I, so. We're gonna leave it. We're we're gonna, we're gonna leave it at that.
2: But speaking of ducks, we have a half cow auction going on. Oh, I'm half glad you brought it up. Yes. Auction at gmail.com. The bidding is at fifteen hundred right now for a half cow. It normally goes for seventeen hundred, right? It starts at or seventeen, normally. it could be as high
1: as twenty one, twenty two. I'm not gonna worry about the weight, right? We're all just right. auctioning this cow off and all tell them where all the money's going.
2: Oh, it's going to the walk mm-hmm. for life with choices women's clinic it is an organization that provides women another choice if they're thinking about having an abortion it gives them and they it provides all the resources for them um if they need to find a place to live if they need to find clothes if they need to find a way to get food they just help them manage life and learn how to re-figure out everything so that they're not drowning
1: yes and have properly trained counselors Yes. Because you don't want some,
2: mentors. Yeah.
1: Somebody that don't know nothing from nothing trying to educate a woman. And then she walks out of there more confused than she walked in there. And then the cool thing is, and I'll keep repeating this because it was one of the things that stuck out to me, is the fact that they also educate and mentor dads. No matter if you're married or not, you know, you're you're a dad, you planted a seed, now you gotta grow that crop. They they help dads not freak out. You know, your life's not over. got a girl pregnant, you may or may not marry, you should marry, but if you don't, like they teach you how to Coexist and and raise a child, so that child doesn't have to die. Right. I, I think it's an excellent cause. So please be a part of this. I'm not taking a dollar. I'm not covering costs. I'm not covering processing. I'm not 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 a dollar. This he's
2: donating the half cow, and the bidding opened at fifteen or so. so
1: yeah. So so it's we, a silent
2: auction. Yes. You just email me. Email half cow auction at gmail, and. Put in your bid, and I will reply if you're the top bid. I will let you know when you're outbid so that you can bid higher. Right. And, uh, yeah, we'll go from there.
0: No,
1: I think it's awesome. And then well, I'll have to work out the final details, but I've already got it laid out. But after the walk, that, that Saturday, uh, after the walk, we're going to have a barbecue back at Organic Meets More Family Farms in the parking lot. So even if you don't get involved in the auction, if you can get down here to Central Florida, no matter where you're at, and be a part of the walk, help raise some money, help just put in some work. Yeah. Instead of talking about it, let's be about it. Show show your love to the future because, listen, guys, without people, there are no people.
2: That's deep.
1: Man, the deep thoughts between the roots. <laughs> we need people. Who knew we needed people? So we could end our birth deficiency rate just by preventing abortion. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. other things you need to prevent is theft. We have some tomfoolery going on in the farm world. Some of it is going to blow your mind. Some of it is going to piss you off. From home to abroad, who's worse, the American thief or the Chinese thief? Florida Man Radio, Jonathan Boris. We'll be right back.
2: You might rather die.
1: Look at me, jammed. Look at me. This is me
0: moving.
1: I'm thugged up. I'm thugged up if you're on Facebook. I'm all thugged up. This is how I'm thugging in the clubbing. Clubbing and thugging, baby. I don't all right. dance.
2: Welcome back to Between the Ribs with Jonathan Morris.
1: I don't dance. I just lean a little. <laughs> he sells meat. I sell meat. Listen, China has pissed me off. I'm so mad. Can I say pissed on the radio?
2: I don't know, but you said it like three times, so we get
1: it. <laughs> okay. It's oh, it is okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I got, I'm gonna say this for a little bit because there's a story I have to tell you. Heather, being the producer of producers, uh, found me a story that <laughs> is it, it's so mind boggling. I had to bring it to you because I think there's a, I think there's, I think it's good to shine a dirty light or a light on the dirty people in farming, because farmers my size. Cannot get crop insurance.
2: What is your size? Your family farm?
1: My well, okay. Right now we're under under fifty acres. Okay. In in, in now we have cows and we have lambs and we have other stuff, but in like row crop production, we're under fifty acres. When I had the the section, which is six hundred thirty five acres, if and, and don't get me wrong, they ha, they have this thing set up with the, with the Farm Bureau and, and different insurance companies that write crop insurance. If you don't know what crop insurance is. It's kind of like car insurance, except you do it on a crop by crop basis. So you have like general liability and and farm liability and workman's comp and all that other stuff that you have running a farm. But then they have this thing called crop insurance that was created, I I don't know, I don't want to say car. I want to say Carter, but I don't think it was Carter. I, I don't know how far back it goes, don't quote me on that. But crop insurance was created so farmers could have a higher risk higher reward, and keep the country fed. Because prior to crop insurance, for instance, in our farm, because we don't have crop insurance, I have two dates. I have February 15th, and I have September 18th. And what are those dates? Those are the dates I do not plant before. Why? Because even though we haven't had a freeze or a hard freeze in a while, if you plant, let's say, tomatoes, green beans, squash, zucchini, Prior to February, there's a chance we have a late freeze between now and Easter, and just about the time you're going to harvest it, they freeze solid. All right, now, collard greens, kale, broccoli, cauliflower, mustards, you plant those suckers all winter long. Brussels sprouts, the colder, the better. I've seen collard greens actually freeze in the field where we've gone out in the morning. Now, we, we cut for the shop right now, but there was a the time I used to cut and put stuff on semis. So you'd have a crew of guys out there, 15, 18, 20 guys out there. You'd have wagons and tractors and a truck sitting up there and ice being crushed, ready to top ice stuff. And you were going out to cut pallets, you know, loads and loads of of a crop. We've got out in the morning after a freeze, and the collard greens are so frozen, they're blue. And if you went out there and messed with them, the leaves would actually break. Like, not like ice. But they'll come back because you can't freeze lettuce. Collard greens are different. They're not lettuce. You can't freeze romaine. But collard greens, I've seen it with my own eyes. I, I went, My grandpa used to talk about it, and I never believed it until I actually saw it. Right. They weren't frozen to the point that they were icicles, right? But if you went out there and tried to cut them, the stems would crack, the leaves would crack, and they would break. You couldn't cut them. And I thought we had a total loss one year, my first year up here in Central Florida, actually about 15 years ago. And my buddy Terry, old man Terry Watson, he's like, No, no, Jonathan, let's drink a cup of coffee and take some BC powder. They just let the sun come up and hit them. And, man, when the sun came up, they turned back beautiful green, hmm. and they were crisp but not too brittle, and they were some of the nicest greens we, we'd we ever cut. So you have crops that are, are cold-tolerant, for lack of a better right. word, right? Cold-tolerant, heat-tolerant, cold-tolerant. Then you have crops that can't handle a frost. You get a good hard frost, and your squash We've is Lost in, your whole. Right. So for the farmers who were planting 200 acres of squash or, or 100 acres of squash— If that's a
2: lot to risk losing,
1: it is. So sometimes now you have God made seasons, not me, right? So you have guys in Florida city guys in homestead that they start planting really early because you hardly ever get a freeze that far South guys in Belgrade, Pahokee, they gamble a little bit. Once you get North of the Lake Okeechobee and up about by central Florida. And then the farther North you go, you really have to pay attention to freeze dates because there's no reason one, it's hard to work the ground when it's frozen, okay, the farther north you go. So you have to wait for the ground to thaw out. Two, if you plant seed in a cold, frozen ground, the seed's not going to germinate. It has to have warmth and moisture and all this stuff it takes to germinate. So there's reasons you have plant dates. So crop insurance fraud, I, I have heard rumor of it, but I've never heard of people taking advantage of it to the extent The American gothic. So
2: basically crop insurance says that if you end up having a freeze and you lose all your crops, they pay you back for it.
1: They'll pay you back. Yes. They'll pay you back either. Depending on what kind of insurance you have. That's trust. That's a lot of trust. It is. Now, most insurance companies have a scout and they you just don't pick up the phone normally and say, hey, I lost 400 acres of squash. The market's at $20 a box. I was going to pick 5,000 boxes. Write me a check. Most of the time, they have to pull a weather report, make sure it actually did freeze in your area. They come out and see, okay, did you actually plant the whole farm? How much of it did you lose? And then it's kind of like a car insurance. You get in a wreck, and they take pictures. and they Or get home it.
2: insurance, you know, um, that whole roofing thing. They come out and check to see if you actually had hail damage.
1: Oh, right? yes. Yeah. That's a perfect way to set it up So mm-hmm. we're going to be talking about hail damage in a crop. Thank you. Yes, I was stuck on car insurance, but you're right. It's okay. So they come out, they climb up on your roof, they walk around, they don't just sit on the ground and write you a check for the whole roof. Right. Okay. A lot of big farmers have crop insurance. That's just part of the business. You take it out, it's not very expensive. Because normally if you're planting before the date and you know, man, I may risk getting freeze, and now don't get me wrong, they won't they only insure you for like so many days. They won't let you plant it knowing it's gonna freeze. So there are some some rules you have to follow. But they give you a window to plant and if you gamble and lose, they write you a check if you lose. But if you gamble and win, the the price of the the crop is so high normally because nobody else has it, it's worth the check you wrote to the insurance company. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. All right. Cause squash sometimes will be seven dollars a box. Just so people understand. Tomatoes sometimes, and we're gonna talk about tomatoes. Tomatoes sometimes are six and seven dollars a box. On the commercial market, you'll never get forty tomatoes for seven dollars in a grocery store. No. But sometimes tomatoes are seven dollars a box. And then like right now, the tomato market, because everything going on up north, tomatoes are only in Florida and in Mexico. Tomatoes are like thirty-nine dollars a box. Right? And there's only like depend on what size, like thirty to forty tomatoes in a box, depending on what size tomato, if it's a a, a big boy beefsteak or a silk or right. Ooh.
2: I am not paying a dollar for a tomato.
1: <laughs> oh, well, listen! I got tomatoes picked out of Plant City over by Ruskin, and I paid I paid thirty nine dollars a box for forty tomatoes. And then, of course, you are going to have tomatoes that get dropped, tomatoes that break, tomatoes that over ripen. So you start at two dollars a tomato, and then you if you you know you are not going to sell all of them, you may say sell twenty five out of the forty because tomatoes. As ripen. long
2: as you make your money back.
1: It- yeah. So so you you have to price it including loss, right? Not just the box, plus the fuel to drive over there, the labor, there's a lot that goes in on top of the $39. Right. But anyways, but anyways uh, I don't want people to listen and be like, you you making it 80 on 39. No, I'm not making 80 on 39. I wish I was. I wouldn't be on the radio talking to you. I'd be on a boat. But <laughs> this, there's a family in North Carolina, and this is why, Heather, guys can't readily get crop insurance no more and the price of crop insurance has gone up. Because anytime there's theft.
2: They have to cover their
1: losses. They cover their losses, right? You, you start stealing from, from the grocery store. Guess what? The grocery store raises the prices. So the, so the honest people pay for the, for the crooks. Right. But there's a family. And I love how it's titled. Sex and Power of Primal. But greed is the father of farm crime. I don't know. I, I know when I got into a, a, a cow's, an old cowboy told me, Jonathan, not uh, not every liar is in the cattle business, but every cattleman's a liar.
2: <laughs>
1: Ouch! <laughs> yeah, and I was like, "Well, I don't want to be a liar, but I want to raise cows." There's a there's a couple, Robert and Vicky Warren, and they ran a crop Shop Insurance Company. My grandpa used to say, "If you would just work, you wouldn't work so hard trying not to work." Now, let me set it up just for a little bit. This family, Vicky and, and Rob, what was the name, Robert? Robert, yeah. Robert. They weren't like some podunk farmer that never hit a lick and never had a bumper crop and didn't have no money. They had, three, they had 26 farms over three states. They were knocking yields out of the park, and that's kind of how they set this whole thing up because the past 10, 15 years of farming, they were one of the largest tomato producers in North Carolina, South Carolina, and Tennessee. So when they realized in 1997, wait a minute, we can like, write off our law, we can start playing with numbers, there's there's loopholes in the crop insurance? So when they filed their first claim to the crop people, it wasn't a big deal, because like, these people, man, they're some of the best tomato farmers in in the country. But I'm gonna unravel this story, this web of lies for you, and, and try to follow me. We're not gonna take up the whole show on it, but you gotta hear this story of a man and a woman who lived in a modest brick home. They had a single cab pickup truck out front. From all looks, they were just modest, hillbilly, country-ass tomato farmers. Living a simple life, canning the leftover tomatoes and putting them in their cellar and just doing their thing. When really, they were worth over $10 billion. Billion. With a B.
2: And that was from their hard work?
1: (laughs) Yeah, their hard work. so they first ran their their, their hand at, at crop insurance fraud in nineteen ninety seven. Now, they say with help of several drive-by insurance adjusters. So this is where it gets weird. They went by help they went by crop insurance, and then they're sitting around chatting it up, eating some grits and some gravy, what are they doing in North Carolina? And the guy who in the insurance company is talking to him and just drops a line that do you know how easy it is just to say you grew a million boxes of tomatoes, but you actually only plant and grow 500,000? That's what you say, but you really grow a million, right? Mm-hmm. And then you, then you say you lost 500,000 because it rained too hard or there was a hailstorm or, or there was a, a damage or a bug or this and that. And then we just write you a check. Nice. So they go home that night, Vicki and Robert, and they're like, man, we really wanna keep growing tomatoes year after year after year? So their first, where was it? Oh, sweet Jesus. So their first deal, right, in 1997, they claimed that they planted their whole farm. And instead of picking the 78,000 boxes of tomatoes they normally pick, they wrote a report to the Farm Bureau saying that they were only able to pick 9,862 boxes. They got a check for $150,000.
2: And the actual harvest was seventy eight thousand six hundred and seventy.
1: So they found a cash buyer, and they sold the other sixty seven thousand boxes to Aldi. No, I'm just kidding. To, oh, ha, 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 to <laughs> yes, yes, now you know. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's. I'm,
2: Kidding? No, you're not. Yeah, you're I dead am. Dead
1: serious. Stop it. But all these trucks at North Carolina <laughs> at Robert and Vicky's farm backed up by cash tomatoes. They <laughs> oh, may have to go to break early. Jonathan's uh, turning red. Oh, like I'm red like the tomatoes they are lying about. So they, <laughs> oh my gosh, so they lied about sixty seven. <laughs> oh my God, sixty seven thousand bucks of tomatoes. They got to take for hundred fifty thousand dollars. That wasn't good enough for them. So then they did it again on a different farm. Across 10 farms. Yes. right. So they went to another farm they had in North Carolina that normally had a 500,000 box average yield. They reported they were only able to pick 293,000 boxes. Guess what they got paid on that one? A lot. $644,000 and some change. In 1998... They fudged numbers between all their different fields. They lied across all 26 farms. And guess what they made in 1998? A lot of money. $1,277,216. And isn't it cool that the reporter who reporting on that story put in a Bible verse. Proverbs 1, 14 through 15. Cast lots with us. <laughs> we will share the loot. And then my, the, the, the wise dad says, my son... Do not go along with them. Do not set foot on their path. Destruction will be theirs. It's, it continues. 1998 was nothing. <coughs> Excuse me. They got their farm managers involved, right guys? All right, they got their farm managers involved. In 2000, now we're up to the year 2000, they lied again on 26 farms. They added strawberry frogs, and so they went from being just tomato farmers to be now tomato and strawberry farmers because they found out that tomatoes are more viable crop. Tomato tomato insurance pay. I mean, uh, uh, strawberry insurance is a more viable crop. Strawberry insurance pays higher yields.
2: Really, but I've always had trouble growing strawberries. Strawberries are exactly. harder to grow for me.
1: Did I use the wrong word? No,
2: I think you had it right. But they're, it just... they're a
1: harder crop to grow, and they're more susceptible to disease. Cold, frost, and dying.
2: So
1: they pay more for strawberry. They made $2,254,000 in fraud claims in the year 2000. The insurance money wasn't enough, so they got their neighbor involved. Their neighbor. So I used to drive a high crop, so I know what a high crop is. If you don't know what a high crop is, John Deere and Case makes these tractors that sit up like eight feet off the ground. And you climb up a ladder, get into them, and you spray over the top of corn, tomatoes. So if you ever driven by and seen tomatoes on a stake, and you thought, man, how do they take care of them fields? Well, they have tractors with really skinny, like 18-inch tires on them, and they sit up above the, the stakes or above the the corn, and they drive and they spray and they fumigate and they fertilize and all that. They drifted. I ain't talking about Chinese drifting in a race car. I'm talking about spray drift. And then when we get back... China has stole everything. They stole it all. And why Trump has to get back in office? Florida Man Radio, Between the Ribs, the Morris.
0: I'm Ben Affleck, and I want to thank you for joining me and supporting Paralyzed Veterans of America. I just don't think my family would be as happy as they are without the support that i received from Paralyzed Veterans of America. Go to pva.org to learn more. Getting you back Between the Ribs with Jonathan Morris on Florida Man Radio. The
1: love of money will destroy you. Money's a tool. Money's a good tool. It's like a good truck. Praise God. Thank you, uh, Daddy Don, by the way. But money can ruin you, or money can rule you, or money can enhance you. Right? Oh, yeah. Well, for the Warren farm, it ruled them, and then it ruined them. We're going to continue this web of lies, and then we're going to get into China and Trump and American farmers, so please stick around. But you have to hear this. I want you to understand that there are some terrible people out there. And I'm sure in everybody's business, there's crooks and swindlers and soothsayers, maybe that's the right word, uh, a lot of tomfoolery going on. So listen, this all right, so this Warren Farm, let's get back to, to Robert and Vicky Warren. The Warren Farm were not happy with the money they were making on their farm. So they got their neighbor involved. And I guess when you turn on your neighbor, they can get pissy about it. Have you watched Ozark? No. Yeah, those what? are
2: farmers. They're far- oh, really? Oh, it was so good. Oh, you don't have time.
1: I don't know. I don't watch thinking. TV. I do grown man stuff with my wife. I don't mean that. No disrespect to anybody else who watches TV, but I have not found a show on TV that's better than my wife.
2: Okay, so Ozark is about these people who are laundering money, and they end up having to do it with like. Or there's also farmers that are laundering money, but there's like poppy farms, and it's it's a whole mess. But it's really good. It's. Uh, it's I'll been put on that for on. Years. My,
1: I'll put that on my thing to do's list when I retire. Yeah, I wouldn't worry about Catching it. Catch me at eighty-five.
2: But so, it just it remind me of it when I saw this story.
1: Their, their neighbor was grow, is growing sod, right? They're, they're a sod farmer. Now, you're not going to understand some of this unless you're in the farming business. There's a chemical out there called 2-4-D, and literally it's 2-4-D. I'm not going to give you the scientific breakdown name, but it's a three-part chemical that only attacks broadleaf.
2: Oh, that's helpful.
1: It is. So if you've got to have a license to spray it, I don't, th- I don't think you're allowed oh, to... so bu- it's really dangerous. No, it's just if you overuse it and it gets into the waterways, it can kill a lot of the vegetation, plant life around the water, anything with a broad leaf on it.
2: Okay, right? gotcha.
1: So you have to be very careful how you spray it, when you spray it. You got to understand the label. But it is a very good weed, especially killer on pastures, because a lot of those uh, thorny weeds and apple, whatever it's called, apple crabgrass or something, whatever it is, it's a it's a it looks like a big old plant has a little green seeds on it, and thorns all over it. There's a name for it. I can't remember the name right now. But you spot spray that, and it won't kill the grass around it. It just kills the broadleaf plant. So a lot of sod farmers all over the country use 2,4-D. A lot of landscapers, if you have like a five-acre grass yard or a big yard, and they don't have a bunch of plants and shrubs around, they'll spray it if you have a broadleaf grass, a broadleaf weed infestation in your yard. Now it'll kill, like I said, broadleaf. Any leaf with a broad leaf on it. Tomatoes are broadleaf, squashes are broadleaf, lettuces are broadleaf, so right? Their leaf is broad, it's not a grass. Make sense?
2: Okay, yes, yes. Yeah, Everything so you have grasses sense.
1: and you have broad leaves. All right. Two four D only targets broad leaves. So the sod farmer was using uh, a high crop spray rig. These people went over there and got the guy on the broad on those high crop to write a fake story. That one of his hoses busted and the wind changed directions while he was spraying. They went and sprayed 2,4 D on their tomatoes and killed them on purpose. It seems
2: like he should be responsible then. The person <laughs> with the spray that drifted,
1: it didn't drift, there was no busted line, right?
2: But if the insurance wanted to come after they, him, they did.
1: Should- so that's why okay. that's how they're so so they're baiting this whole thing up because they're smart people. They're sitting in their room, and you you got to put this story up. On my, uh, you got to let people find the story, guys. This is one of the best reads I've ever had in my life. Better than <laughs> any paperback hardback book you've ever read in your life. You have got to read the story.
2: Agweb is my uh, American new Gothic go-to.
1: farm couple nailed a massive nine million dollar. I said billion nine million dollar crop insurance fraud. I said billion. I think it was you did. A, it was million. Okay. Uh, so they paid off a tractor driver who probably was an mm-hmm. illegal immigrant, right? That's just the way it is. Uh, to lie and falsify, saying the the rig broke down and a lot of chemical came out and the wind changed directions. So that way, the insurance company, it took the heat off of them as crop failure people, and the other farmer's insurance had to pay, like getting in a car wreck. The
2: other farms' insurance. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Now,
1: I'm sure... The Warren's insurance covered something. It depends and on how they much. they
2: split it with their neighbor, didn't they?
1: It doesn't say that. It says they paid off the tractor driver. So I don't know if the neighbor got stifled, got stuck, or if he got a little backdoor action. I, I, I don't know. But this is where it gets crazy. All right, we're going to wrap it up with the web of lies. Independence Day, 2001, July 4th. While everybody else was out celebrating Happy Fourth of July, Happy America, shooting off fireworks. The worst catastrophic hailstorm in the history of North Carolina took place. Really? Ironically, it only took place inside the borders of the Warren Farm.
2: Ugh. They're such idiots. Don't they know that stuff can be tracked?
1: Right? The weather radar? This is 2001. It's not like it's 1948. Like your insurance
2: asked for a date of the hail damage because they want to go back and check the weather forecast because there's, yeah. there's record.
1: All right. So can I do uh, what do they call it? A, a spoiler alert?
2: Go ahead. It's a long story.
1: Yeah. We're going to we're going to we're going to go through it. So they reported that they planted the entire 252 acre farm in tomatoes. When in all actuality, they only planted five acres. The the rest of the farm they left open. But they planted the front five, so when you rode by, it looked like it was 250 acres of tomatoes. But it was only the front row, front five. That's so shady. Then, ironically, the morning of July 4th, all the Piggly Wigglies and the Walmarts in that part of North Carolina sold out of ice and mothballs. (laughs) These juggers had their Mexican workers go down in their trucks and buy all the ice and all the mothballs they could find and then had them park because you you're turning bags of ice, so you got to park close to the field. So they had them park at the end of the road, the turn row. They called it a turn row where you go down and you turn around and come back. It's called a turn row. And they were dragging mothballs and bags of ice out. And as they, they call him the Mexican who did the beating, they had one Mexican with a stick that walked through the roads beating all the leaves and the tomatoes off the plants, destroying them. Following him was two other Mexicans, right. and it, the story says Mexicans, so that's what I'm saying I'm not right. picking on Mexicans, right. Right? right? There's a lot of good Mexican people that don't do insurance fraud. Uh, followed them with a wheelbarrow full of ice and mothballs, and were throwing them on top of the crops.
2: Now, do mothballs actually look like ice? And what about... <laughs> uh, manufactured ice doesn't really look like hail. Yeah, so you're
1: too smart. You could have been the prosecutor. You could have gotten these guys. So they, they submitted their claim for $250,000 worth of damage to collect $6 million, which was going to put them at once. at once. So
2: they're no longer like a small company. Nah. Like, you know, just getting a couple nah. hundred thousand. No,
1: nah, agreed. money Ooh. will rule you. Money will ruin you. They went for the big payout, $6 million, And they got it. And it put them over the $9 million mark that they made in insurance fraud from 1997 to 2001. Well, here's the problem.
2: Mothballs don't melt. So did they go back and double check when it was warm? So you ready? Yeah, go for it. They
1: had a group of guys on their farm that, that took care of crop damage. And they had disposable cameras. And have you ever done disposable cameras where you wind them all the way up, mm-hmm. and then if you accidentally hit the button and it rewinds, you don't realize it, and you can take another picture, and you can actually have two duplicate photocopies? Oh, uh, wait. Right? I've done that before as a teenager. Them little disposable cameras, it, it, it'll be like a shadow picture that you okay, don't realize. yeah, overlying. It's a shadow picture that you don't realize is in there. It's like a picture on top of a picture? No, I think it's like a double duplicate. I'm trying to figure out how they had it, because here's what the story reads. So they had this
2: disposable cameras
1: (laughs) for for six million dollars with (laughs) a fraud. They could have bought a Polaroid, a a real one. Or what do they call it? A 35 millimeter. Uh, So they turned in their, their pictures. And on first glance, wow, the crops were less than an inch high. They were beat down to the ground, consistent with with hell. What a crazy storm.
2: It's not hell, not although-
1: <laughs> yeah, right? hell. What a crazy storm popped up while everybody was at the 4th of July picnic. And they paid out $6 million. And then the state prosecutor got a phone call from USDA to start an investigation.
2: Yeah.
1: And they did.
2: These guys are really bad farmers.
1: So they went back <laughs> to get us the, the, the cameras and they found a second set of pictures that were not reported. And in those pictures showed a pickup truck with melted, appeared to be ice and a trail of ice heavily from the May- pickup maybe truck. Maybe
2: they were just going around scooping up the ice from the field, trying to protect their field?
1: As they enhanced and exposed the camp, you know, they blew up the pictures? Mm-hmm. You ever seen the real, the manufactured ice where it has that like a thumbprint in the bottom right, of it? Right, right. Every one of the hailstorm ice, it looks like God personally put his thumb in.
2: Oh, that's so special.
1: And then they realized wait, these are mothballs on the ground
2: that so, don't melt.
1: Right? So that don't melt. Yeah. So we're gonna wrap it up to let you know how money will rule you. The funniest part of the story is we had one Mexican who did all the beating.
2: Of the crops to beat the them crops. down.
1: They had years of receipts, fake land purchases, fake documents. The, the the guy who sold insurance was in on it. It was a million dollar fraud in the hills of North Carolina. And you wonder why, if you're trying to farm and you got an 80 to 100 acre farm, homestead, and you go down to get farm insurance and you either can't afford the policy or they deny you because the jackbutts like the Warren family, the gothic farmers of America ruined it for all of us. Guys, there was a timeline from 2008 to 2016 where more than tomfoolery went, around, went, went on. That's a terrible adjective to use because this is downright sin against the American people. It's communist at its best, and why they haven't brought Obama back and tried him, and thank God Trump was there for a couple years, and why we need him back, the mafia leader, so they call him, uh, in Asia. Florida Man Radio, we will be back with the general himself, Jonathan Morris.
0: Getting you back between the ribs with Jonathan Morris on Florida Man Radio.
1: You can't do in a straw hat.
2: I don't. I don't know what can you not do in a straw hat. <laughs>
1: I don't think you can defeat China in a straw hat.
0: Oh,
1: yeah. I think Demon Jones needs to get straw hat China. Um, I want to take you on a little trail, a little talk, a little little time journey, a little walk back in time. Two thousand and eight, Obama Obama Bin Laden became president, and my dad got it wrong. I don't think he was tied. He may have been tied to the Muslim Brotherhood um, and may have had some very Muslim, anti-American tendencies. But I think he was tied more to communist China and the selling out of the American people. And we're going to talk about the timeline between 2008, 2016, and then we're going to go from 2017 to 2020, and then we're going to go back to crickets after 2020. But first, I want to set it up with... A uh, Retired General Hodges, um, Ben Hodges, he's a retired lieutenant general. He was in charge of the American forces in Europe under a NATO command operation of allied forces. Now, I'm all milita- I'm, I support the American Army, the military, all branches. I love police officers, firefighters, EMTs. I got your back, your front, your side. Your, I got it. That's, that's, that's who I am as a human being. But when you use your military career as an undercover liberal, perpetrating as a Republican conservative party to undermine conservative Is that, tell me out, please.
2: Yeah, that's fine.
1: Is that great? Conservative Conservativeness. <laughs> and undermine our values with slick crap mouth language. Like he made a statement about the Ukraine uh, deal. First of all, he's like, Russia's only chance at winning this is Trump wins the second term. Without Trump, Russia can't win, implying the Russian collusion that Trump is involved. Now, this is the lieutenant general that served under Trump. Trump was the commander in chief. So you would think he would be loyal to the commander, not trying to stab him in the back, stabbing the king in, in the back, right? Right. Okay. So he made comments like that. He's also made comments like this in a plea to Congress or the House or whoever approves the money. uh, I apologize, I don't know the answer. They're one of them. I don't care, really. Whoever approves the money. He did did an address to them saying that he doesn't understand the resistance from the Republican Party who says they love children so much. You know, abortion, he's trying to play on abortion. Who says they love uh, children so much but yet are letting the children of Ukraine be slaughtered by Russians. Now, A
2: lot of nasty stuff happens in war.
1: Exactly. It's it's it's, called war. Yeah,
2: it's not playtime.
1: I've told everybody this since the beginning. Read your history book. I don't care how you feel about me. I'm not pro-Russia. But if my granddaddy lived on a mountain, and the guy next door took my granddaddy's land, and my daddy said to my granddaddy before he died, before I die, I'm getting your land back. And then when my daddy was 60 or 70 and nobody understood why he went over and burned the neighbor's house down and got the land back, they'd think my daddy was a bad guy. But Putin swore to get the land back for the USSR that NATO wrongfully gave to Ukraine. I mean, you can't just go take some granddaddy's land. I'm using Russia's granddaddy. You can't go take somebody's land and say, hey, you you don't get this land no more. We're going to give it to Ukraine, and then not expect a disgruntled grandson to come get it back. Right. And it ain't none of our business. The only business they made it is because they financially have gained in illegal farm trades with China. So they need Ukraine because they need the grain and the seed and the sunflower and the soy and all the stuff that people make fun of. They don't understand the power in it and why America has to have access to it because we are illegally trading it to China, selling our soul to the communist party. So Hodges put this out. Trump says, if he comes back, if he wins, He's going to abandon NATO. Thank God. NATO's a demonic group of people anyway. The whole whole world order, one world order, NATO, the European Bank and Union. It's all a bunch of crap from the devil. All right? If you don't believe me, just read a book. I mean, it's right there in the pages. He says that the reason, you ready for this? Now, apparently this guy's never watched Godfather, any of them. He's never watched Sopranos. or He's never watched Goodfellas. He's never, this guy's never, General Hodges knows nothing about the mob. Because he made a statement that shows how asinine he is. He says, Trump only wants to abandon NATO because he's a mafia type U.S. general. Trump hates alliances. He hates an obligation where he has to live up to something, according to Lieutenant General Ben Hodges, former commander of the U.S. Army in Europe. In Europe. When's the last time there's been a war in Europe? What is he doing over there? Just over there sitting, getting fat, getting paid by us? General of an army in Europe. Uh, And he didn't tell it in America on American soil. He told it to the Brits, who I believe we burned their ships in the harbor. This guy's a traitor to the United States of America talking about Donald Trump like that. And he was a traitor while he was serving under Trump. So Ben Hodges can suck on it, if you know what I'm saying. Now, the reason I brought that up Hodges is irrelevant, we don't even, his name doesn't even mean anything to me anymore, because he traded out all of his military service, he's a, he's a traitor, all right, he's a traitor. I don't care how you feel about him, I don't care what he did when he was in arms, he is a traitor now, and he will always be a traitor. Why did we talk about that? Because while you were sleeping, remember that movie? While you were sleeping? Or was that You Got Mail, what, what was that? No, I don't know. While you were sleeping. While we have been sleep at the will, We the people, I I think it's our fault. Because we have allowed our representatives, our congressmen, and women, our our presidents, our governors, our mayors, to direct this ship and guide this ship. And all they've done, if you could go back to the old, old days before movies, I mean before motors, before movies. Think of this movie before movies. Go back to the old days before motors. All of the people sat in the bottom of the boat rowing, row 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 and they got the ship across the water while the commanders and the generals and the rich people hung out on top and ate and did their thing and danced and enjoyed the moonlight and enjoyed cigars and we the people at the bottom row 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 that's what we're back to you just can't see it i ain't talking about a certain race of people i'm talking about all of us on the bottom the middle class and down we have given up our power We have put ourselves in the bottom of the boat, and we've locked the door from the inside. We have the key to get out. We're the people. We are the people. The Constitution was written for us, by us, to support us. But yet we have turned over the keys to power to them. And now we're going to pay for it. China is on all-out war. By 2050, they say they will have complete agricultural dominance on the globe.
2: I believe it, and that is frightening.
1: But how are they going to get it?
2: Land, um, food. Uh,
1: We're going to give pretend
2: cows. Uh, what? We're going
1: to give it to them. No. We already are. <sighs> we already are going to give it to them. The Chinese Communist Party has declared intent to dominate all high tech agricultural industries and interests across the globe, including agriculture in the United States of America. All right, they don't hide about. They don't lie about it. Jing Jing Bing. How do you say his name? I don't know how to say his name. I don't care. I I
2: never remember which part comes first.
1: So, if we go back, and I want to go back here, right, a little bit. We're going to go back to 2011, 2013. Okay, we're going to talk about some dates. And I know that's a little bit older, but I'm trying to set the stage up for you. There was a guy named Wing Zhang on the bottom of the page. Can you see that? W E I. I -I 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 don't care. Stone Cold said so. Said, we what? quang, we what? quang. We, oh, we quang wait, Zhang. Wait, before that, what did you find out about the guy that wrote this article? We got to backtrack. One, or, okay,
2: wait, wait. It wasn't this article. It Juan Wee Kevin Tan. Oh, okay, that was the one where Trump wants to abandon NATO because he's a mafia type ex general. That was written by Quan Wee Kevin Tan, who is. He just looks a little young.
1: He looks all simple. No, no, I mean he just
2: looks. He looks like a teenager. Does he look like he is
1: beaten Whoopsh, with a leather with a strap? No, right this write, I don't know how to talk Chinese. Write this report? Uh, no, no, that's not Chinese. Either. No,
2: I'm just thinking he's a very young reporter, and that's. I mean, he wrote a headline that included some trigger words, and it was picked up. And it's, you know, circulated and, you know, these are words that we can now use about him, even if it's not true. It's right.
1: Just no, and I, I, I picked up on it. So I don't feel like I fell for the bait. I am the anti-bait. Right. Right. So I'm
2: breathing- we find the bait and then we turn it into something
1: else. Good. Yeah, because I think the rest of the liberal world is using this to say, see, see, can't you see? This junior reporter said so. He wrote a report. This is why Trump can't be back in office, because he's a mafia leader. That's what this Singapore guy said. Yeah, but they've never watched the a mafia movie. Because how do the mafias survive? Alliances between the families.
2: Families.
1: When families are at war, it ain't good for nobody. There's, it's not good. The business ain't good for nobody. When families are at war... Family alliances are why the mafia are the mafia. Right. Because they have a don't ask, don't tell, dead man table rule between families. And every once in a while the families get crazy, they kill each other, and stuff happens. (laughs) Right? But without without alliances, the mafia don't work. This is a stupid story by a stupid reporter. I'm sorry I printed it for you. No, I'm glad you did. (laughs) Because that is to take away our attention from the fact that Wing Gang Zang came to America, studied biotech crop production at Kansas State University, got a doctorate degree in rice genetics at Louisiana State. That's two different colleges now. I did
2: not know you could get a degree in rice genetics.
1: (laughs) There's a lot in agriculture that you probably don't know about. I'm sure. We have a whole (laughs) IFAS center in Florida. I
2: don't even know what that word is. Under the
1: University of Florida in every county. They have ag agents, ag extensions that help people. Even if you, they have a master gardener program for somebody like you that wants to grow roses in your backyard, but you kill them and you can't grow them, you can go down and take a class and teach you how to grow roses.
2: No.
1: All right? Agriculture is, without agriculture, we don't exist.
2: Yeah, we got to eat something.
1: China, this kid came over, right? So he went to two different universities, and then he got a job at a Kansas-based Private biopharmaceutical corporation that uses GMO rice and productions and its patented seed breeders. Not a big deal, right? Mm. Not a big deal. You ready? Yeah. Go. Zane gained access to the climate-controlled seed room at this place and stole seventy-five million dollars worth of research and sent it to China.
2: And then he just, like, went back to China and lived happily ever after? Like, um, was he never caught? Like, okay. I may be jumping the gun. He
1: brazenly showed himself in 2013. He made the rounds. He went to the Dale Bumper's National Rice Convention.
2: There's a rice convention? <laughs>
1: Apparently there is. He worked as a research geneticist. Uh, and then he was seized by the U.S. Customs during a routine luggage inspection. You Ready? Yes. They found hundreds of seeds, including corn, rice, soybean, and wheat.
2: But he was hiding them, right?
1: Yeah, in his luggage. But how? He was, un, well, not this, 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 this. Wait, the other guy was doing the subway stuff. Oh, okay. This guy just <laughs> had it in his luggage. <laughs> That's how many stories you can't even tell it all. He got 10 years in prison because customs caught him, and you're not allowed to take rice and seed over the border. It's against the law. Now, in 2008, Hayashio Zhang began working for Monsanto as an imaging scientist at the Climate Corporation. This is a key digital part of their corporation's data platform. Okay? He was the proprietary algorithm. He tagged the nutrient optimizer. That sounds like something he made up in a comic book. Give me the nutrient optimizer. He was in his lab trying to make perfect little girls, sugar and spice and everything nice. Give me the nutrient optimizer. (laughs) He got nabbed on his way. He bought a one-way ticket to China. Now, tell me why a guy working for Monsanto, probably making six figures, maybe seven, because that's a big job at a big company, would buy a one-way ticket to China.
2: To get the hell out.
1: Guess what he got caught with? The SD card copy of the algorithm that had all the secrets on it. Tiny little SD card. China has 1.4 billion people on their mainland that sit at a supper table every night. Jing Jinping says we can't feed them all at our current base and our current growth of agriculture in China. He says that, okay? However, they're going to revamp one point I'm sorry, they're going to revamp 16.5 million acres of their land. revamp. Uh, hashtag dig up concrete and displace people. Florida Man Radio, we'll be right back. Girls and boys in poverty around the world are dreaming of a better life. Thanks to Children International and friends like you, dreams are coming true. Together we help children to learn, grow, and thrive. Learn more at children.org.
0: Getting you back between the ribs with Jonathan Morris on Florida Man Radio. To get
1: real loose. Get comfortable.
0: Grab your loved ones Or your love partner Or grab your love partner (laughs) If you're by yourself, no worries Just follow after after me me. I don't think you got
1: the word sound I don't, I mumble a lot I mumble and I (laughs) stumble I could be president of the United States of America That was an inappropriate song For how mad I am at China I'm Well, that's good, because it it kept me from balling over and smashing the back window out.
2: Yeah, thank you for not doing that.
1: So the giggle earlier, the giggle earlier, the story Heather wanted me to say, there's so many, I wasn't going to talk about all of them, but the story earlier that Heather thought was a big deal, um, in 2013, how long, (laughs) that's his name, how, H-A-I-O, how long?
2: Sure.
1: How long, and several other Chinese cohorts were arrested in twenty thirteen attempting to board a plane for China. Their luggage oh. contained <laughs> a pure loin proof of old school crime hidden beneath a facade a facade, a facade.
2: Facade. A facade.
1: Facade? Facade. 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 facade of my, You ready? <laughs> you ready, guys? These yeah. are hardcore criminals of microwave popcorn bags and subway napkins. And the
2: authorities found hundreds of oh, seed, seed samples.
1: samples. Now, the big secret of this story is...
2: How do you find seed samples? Wouldn't they just be seeds?
1: No, because they <laughs> grass seeds. Oh, all right. It's okay. Here's what Heather's really concerned about. Are they still in the Subway napkin secrets?
2: <laughs> no, that's not what I'm or concerned the, about. They're still, <laughs> our,
1: they're still in our microwave popcorn.
2: Orville's going to be so <laughs> upset. All right,
1: we don't want to make too many jokes about this story because the story really pisses me off. Yeah, it, it oh. does. All right, so... Real quick, I want to get back. I got two more points in this story, and then we're going to move on a little bit. The displacement of people, the displacement and revamping of land. Jinping, or Jingping, however you say his name, said he has committed to revamping 16.5 million acres of China back into farmland. So if you live in America and you watch farmland be... Uh, produce—not uh, produce—is a terrible word. What do they call it? Built up into commercial real estate, or residential real estate, or whatever, multi-purpose real estate. You watch farmland go away. Concrete comes in. They pour it. All the trees go down. The dirt gets demucked or desoiled, depending on where you're at with the water table. They backfill it with with rock. Then they put in concrete. They put in foundation. Right. And you have all that, you have pillars, you have foundation. all that good stuff that goes in, and then they erect these buildings. Right, right, right. And in China, they live on top of each other, on top of each other, mm-hmm. on top of each other, and on top of each other.
2: Well, apparently they got plenty of land, though.
1: So they're going to take 16.5 million acres, dig up all the concrete, and turn it back into farmland. Here's my question. I don't, not that I care about- Where are they going
2: to put all those people?
1: Yeah, I don't want to seem like I overly care about Chinese people, except for the guy that makes my Chinese food. But he may be a terrorist. I may need to stop buying yeah. Chinese food. All right. That's a stretch.
2: But still, where are they going to put all their people?
1: So they're going to displace all these people. Oh, you know, oh, I know exactly where they're going to put them slave labor on the farms. So that way they have a cheaper product to sell to the Americans. Where are the liberals? Hello. Hello. Hello, liberals. Where are y'all? Not
2: listening to Florida man radio.
1: So they're going to displace people. They're going to turn them into slave labor. And then they're going to export their crops to America to sell them. And they're going to keep a lot of them to feed their own people. But they won't be feeding the people that they're working on the farms. They're going to enslave them. Now, yes, ma'am.
2: Which has been done before. Chinese people were slaves for the Vietnam.
1: They were. Yeah, but we can't get past our history of black slavery because we're terrible, terrible people.
2: I, I, I say that and there was slave. I was I was reading about this this last weekend that there's like literally slavery all across the world since the beginning of time. And yes, they're not demanding reparations.
1: Nobody is. Well, in, in, in America, the Irish were the first slaves. They, they were. That's just looking it up. It's history. Well, I'm Scotch and, Irish. I'm one thing. And in America, <laughs> black man owned the first black slave. But no, he talks about that. And again, listen, I did a whole story last week on the double V. So I'm not changing my stance or bashing. Please don't take me the wrong way. What happened to black people was was wrong. Are right? you not supposed to treat human beings like that? But it's like there was a lot of other people in this country and around the world that had it a lot worse for a lot longer time. There are people enslaved today still that are getting beat and whipped and starved today. That's wrong. And nobody says a word. It's crickets on the liberal side. China has made a vow to displace 16.5 million acres of people. And no one's saying a word. Now, I want to go back. If you, the first story I covered at last, 2008, and then we have 2007, we have 2011, we have 2013. All right, I can't go over all of them. Guys, this is just the tip of the iceberg of Chinese espionage and agricultural theft from America. And I know a lot of people that listen to the show are like, well, I thought we were all organic and all GMO-free and all this and all that. We are. We grow. On
2: Jonathan's small farm.
1: Yes, I grow. I have, I have 100 acres of cows and lambs and goats and pigs and, and vegetables. I'm not feeding the world. And I understand how most people feel about Monsanto, but you can't live without Monsanto. You ain't got no Cheerios without Monsanto's. You don't have Wheaties. You don't have Lucky Charms. You don't have syrup. You don't have flour and meal and bread and rice and beans without Monsanto's. You don't. I, I would tell people this, the honest truth. If great-great-grandpa Morris was offered what great-great-grandpa Monsanto was offered, y'all would hate the Morrises Because the Monsanto family, I don't have all the details, but somewhere back in history, somebody from the government came to them and said, y'all are one of the biggest farmers out west. We well, are gonna give you this million acres, tax-free. A hundred year lease for a dollar. But you have to feed the planet. And if you ever run out, or feed the United States, and if you ever run out, we don't care where you buy it from, you got to replace it. You can't do that on open pollinated seed. You can't feed 338 million people, however many people, you can't do that on OP, open pollinated seed.
2: That's the seed that's already in the field growing and that's flowering? The,
1: yes, that's the seed God gave us. Okay. You have to come up with seeds that you can grow in the summer when squash. I'm sorry, when like uh lettuces not supposed to mix. grow. Right. Right. Why do you think the valley out in, in Southern California is so big in agriculture? Because they have seeds that they have lettuce that grows out there in July. <laughs> all right? We can't grow lettuce in July. They have they have stuff that can grow through the winter that's frost tolerant, not freeze tolerant. Don't misquote me, all right? There's just too much to get into. But Monsanto's was challenged. Now they were blessed. Like they're fifty daggum rich. But they were they, why is he calling me during my show? They were blessed um, with, with an opportunity to be a filthy rich family, but they were also cursed. They had the, the responsibility to feed everybody. Okay? So there has, there are GMOs. There are things like that. Look at this guy. There, um, are, there are things Doug like Miller, that. Miller, you can call the station. Yeah, call, one, call 321-339-1055, please. Florida Man Radio. I'll take your calls.
2: <laughs> I
1: had busied out the lines. Maybe that's why he didn't Oh, you busied out the line. Come on, Heather. No, no, All no. Right, no. I busied out the lines so that oh, I got you know you. why. Oh, I got you. I, yeah, I know. All right. So here's where I'm trying to go with this. All these cases of embezzlement with no charges, no criminal activity, no investigation, were from 2008 to 2016. The very first commission on anti-theft of American intellectual property was done in 2017 under Donald Trump. That commission found that between 255 billion and 600 billion dollars of the United States economy on agricultural principal fingerprint infringement was being stolen by China. The commission ended at the end of 2020. The Federal Bureau of Investigation, the FBI, under Trump, said that there was a new counterintelligent case in agriculture opened every 10 hours. Every 10 hours. That's
2: That's, crazy. Yeah, it seems like, I mean, that. oh, geez.
1: China is robbing us blind. I I understand we have politics and we have Democrats and Republicans and liberals and we have all the, I I get all that. And all that stuff is important. But without food, you're going to starve. And it doesn't matter who you voted for. It don't matter if you drive an electric car or if you drive a big old dually diesel. If you ain't got no food, you're going to die. Now, while i am telling you this? I'm between the ribs. Learn how to grow something. Call your farmer. Call your boy. Hey, Dylan, I need blessed green beans. I'll help you out. I'll tell you what seed to go buy. Where to buy your seed? Syngenta is one of the largest seed companies in America. China last year made a sixty-four billion—I'm sorry, sixty-four million-dollar investment into Syngenta. So you have companies like Syngenta, Rogers. There's a bunch of seed companies. If you know them, you know them. If you don't, go down to Home Depot and buy that little pack. All right. Uh, but Syngenta is a commercial big seed company. They they ship semi loads of seeds. China just invested sixty four million dollars into Syngenta. Now, why does that matter? Oh, I don't know. About twelve years ago, China made a large investment into my brain died. <laughs> What's that pig farm? Oh my goodness! Uh, I don't know. The pig farm up in Pennsylvania. Ah.
2: Okay, so they made a large investment.
1: So they into made the pig a large farm. investment into the pig farm. Oh my gosh, I should know this. It's day. okay. Anyway, my brain has died because of China. <laughs> China now, the People's Republic of China now owns Smith, Smithfield. The People's Republic of China now owns Smithfield Farms. So let's just say the sixty-four million dollar investment cannot get paid back. In 10 years, China will own one of the largest seed production companies in America, and they own the largest pork producer in America. And then you have Germany-based Aldi's.
2: Oh, layoff Aldi. Okay, so it says also they'll, within the next 10 years, have 132 million acres.
1: Of agricultural land.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You want to? I put this down as a must-read. I don't like to read a lot of stuff. I like to talk about stuff. But you ready for this? Yes. China's ruling authority consists of 90 million CCP members. They remain committed, and they have a sworn oath. You ready? Man, could you imagine the people of the United States of America had this oath? (laughs) We have an oath of allegiance, promising to carry out the party's decisions, strictly observe party discipline, guard party secrets, be loyal to the party, work hard, fight for communism throughout my life, Be ready at all times to sacrifice sacrifice my all for the party and the people and never betray the party.
2: That would not fly here.
1: There's 90 million Chinese people that swore that oath. Imagine if 90 million we the people of America stood up and said, I pledge allegiance to the flag. Florida Man Radio, we got to take a break. We'll be
0: right back. Back Between the Ribs with Jonathan Morris on Florida Man Radio. No matter how far that highway
1: goes, an road get you home. Come on! If you see it in the ride when they try to lie, bullet hole and a stop sign You ready? put up I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Amen. Do you know our pledge has been changed three times? No,
2: I did not.
1: It was originally written in 1892. It was changed again in 1923. And then it was changed again in 1954. Now, I'm all in favor of the 1954 rendition, adding under God. That was something President Eisenhower did, Ah. asking Congress to add the words under God.
2: And here I thought that was there the whole
1: time. Well, that was the banner I think we came in under and, our, and God, we trust on our money and all that. But the reason I said that, the reason I read that, as the foundation of a nation, we changed our pledge three times. The Communist Party has not changed their pledge. They give their all. It is in their pledge. They give their life, their all, everything they have. The, the 16.5 million acres of displaced people, do you think they're going to riot in the streets You think they're going to burn down buildings? You think they're going to defund the People's Republic of China National Guard or whatever the heck they're called? No, they're not. They're going to willfully go into the farmland and become slaves on the farm for China or they're going to die. That's just basically how it is. So imagine if we understood our pledge. Because I don't think we do. I think stupid people have become stupider from the stupid media that we watch on our stupid TVs and it's called smart TVs, but they make you stupider. We don't pledge allegiance to the administration. We don't pledge allegiance to Congress. We don't pledge allegiance to the House of Representatives. We don't pledge allegiance to Governor DeSantis. We don't pledge allegiance to Donald Trump or Joe Biden or to the White House. We pledge allegiance to the flag and what it stands for, that all men are created equal, that liberty and justice for all, under God, one nation, we are supposed to protect against terrorists, foreign and here home, home and abroad. How are that? You know, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know the thing, you know, the thing.
2: Pahokism.
1: Pahok- yeah, you're right. So if we could ever become we the people again, that's why I put it on shirts. You don't you think I put we the people on shirts on my business because I just like it? Because I just love we the people. I mean, I do. But it's not a catchphrase for my business. And I don't care what liberals stop shopping with me. I don't care. The money stinks anyway. All right, I have been known to tell people to leave That's my store. Money. I don't care. I, I mean, I care, but I don't care. I have a statement to make. I only have my voice, my box. I have Saturday and I have Tuesday on the radio and I have my shop. My voice will be heard until they tell me it can't be heard no more in, the, in the, my check bounces at the radio station, but hopefully they don't have it. <laughs> <laughs> but this is why we have to pledge allegiance to the flag. I'm going to read you something that should make you vomit. Now. What happened in Kansas City at a Super Bowl party was stupid. Stupid kids raised by stupid people. Can I say asinine? Asinine kids raised by asinine parents. Ignorance all get out. They got. I I know where my children are right now. I have a daughter in Groveland. I have a daughter in Edgewater. I have three kids in Lake Mary to shop. I know where my wife's at right now. I know where my entire family is. I don't understand this crap about how kids just get out, they get guns, and they do all this stuff, and nobody's around raising these little jokers. And then they wonder why they think it's a great idea to go shoot people. Or it's a cool idea, or a gangster idea, or a whatever street cred idea, and you have innocent people dead. Now, it's a tragedy. It's bad parenting. And I used to say this all the time. When I, before Jesus, I used to see a bad kid, and I'd be like, hey, somebody found his daddy. And they're like, wow. I was like, oh, I'm going to whoop his daddy's ass. <laughs> and they're like, wow, what does daddy do? His daddy raised a bad kid. It ain't the kid's fault. I'm going to go whoop his daddy's ass for raising him that way. And then when the dad gets beat up a couple times by a person like me, he'll, he'll start disciplining his child because he don't want to get beat up in public by Jonathan Morris. Raising kids better. But this is the disgusting part. You ready? They don't care about us. They don't care about the dead people. One dead, it says, 21 other ur- Others injured. I've been so busy. I haven't found that anybody else died. Everybody just still one dead.
2: Yeah, and most of them that were shot were kids.
1: It was a parade <laughs> I know. for the Kansas City Chiefs. Gr- right. I don't think grown people were out there. There may have been some grown people.
2: There were grown people. Lots of were? grown people.
1: Yes. All right, three arrested. All oh, that's great. All oh, that's fantastic. They arrested bad guys. Good people. Most people live. Sorry for the one loss, but this is what should disgust you, and this is why you have to open your eyes and have vision. We pledge allegiance to the flag. Not the administration, your president, your president, he wrote a statement, President Joe Biden said in the statement Wednesday night in Kansas City, the shooting cuts deep into the American soul. I'm going to give you a second to get quiet and listen. He said the shooting cuts deep in American soul and it should shame us into acting on gun control. I ain't ashamed no, of No, I'm ashamed
2: of the parents who let their teenage brats join yeah. whatever gang and Come think on. that they're some hot snot.
1: Come on, pass the plate. Pass the plate. Service over.
2: I'm so—I I, just—there's no excuse. There's no excuse. And I love that the parent in that one trial was charged. I think parents need to be held accountable I mean, there's only so much we can do about our children and what our children decide to do. I know. I got three of them of all different ages. They're all going to do what they want to do, but at the end of the day, they're not going to own a gun and go shoot people. Now, if they want to go do target practice or shooting practice or if they want to buy a gun one day, fine. We're going to do it responsibly. Yes.
1: Listen, we have two crossbows that will kill you from 100 yards. Oh, those are awesome. All right. My children are learning how to crossbow hunt, okay? Julian has... He's young. He's still 14. There's some high-powered pellet guns and rifles. that will, if that injured, kill a grown man if shot in the right spot. It definitely will knock off squirrels, raccoons, rabbits, stuff like that. They're all unloaded. They're all either on top of the closet or in my bedroom where they can't get to them. And when we go, like Sunday, we're going to the farm to shoot. They will go unloaded in the back of my truck, and then we will properly load them, shoot them, teach the kids how to aim, how to, how to properly use a weapon, and then the weapons will go back to where they belong. My son ain't walking around Lake Mary with a crossbow or a high-powered pellet gun waiting to get shot by a cop or to do something stupid with the neighbor's window in the neighbor's house or go shoot somebody down at the square at the farmer's work because my son knows what would happen if he even thought about it. Right. But let's get back to this to President Joe Biden because this is disgusting. Forget Marcus
2: We should be ashamed.
1: He should be impeached. How dare you try to shame me?
2: Don't shame me. I'm yeah. sitting like I'm May, doing it right. I'm
1: sitting like Mary raising good kids that ra- the fear God and obey their parents and go to school and make A's and B's. I got a son that's going pro in whatever he wants to. I got a god, daughter going to D1 college. I got a daughter who graduates in April to be a teacher. How dare you sh- try to shame me? I ain't shamed of nothing. I'm shamed of how we have allowed parents to get away with raising ingrids. Is that the right word? Bastard little children. Yeah, You ought to be ashamed. Standing up there as President of the United States. This is what he went on to say. Uh,
2: has, uh, wait. He's attacking... Our parenting, or maybe not. Maybe he's just saying this is just a wake-up call for all of us. Uh, we could go back to his parenting. Right, don't he
1: have a crackhead son with a gun charge? Yeah. And a hooker charge and cocaine to the White House? I mean, exactly. those are just things That's we know That's pot, the pot yeah. calling the <laughs> kettle black. Hey, so he went on to say, we have to decide who we are as a country, Joe Biden wrote. For me, we're a country where people have the right. No, these aren't rights. These are privileges. The right to go to school, to church, to walk the street, and attend a Super Bowl party without fear of losing you our life. You have a to, right
2: to, nobody's to invited me or took me to this Super Bowl party that I apparently had the right if to. It's your right.
1: Don't I have you no know? idea. You should have took off work and been in Kansas Dumb. City because it's your God-given right to be at a Super Bowl party.
2: Hey, buddy, where's my plane ticket?
1: I'm not, knocking, I'm not knocking the ability to go to church, the ability to go to school, the ability to go to work, and not have to worry about being shocked. All right, you should not have to worry about that in your community. Sure. But you also should be strapped up with your Second Amendment right, so when some knucklehead pulls out a firearm, you can put two in his chest and lay him on the ground so nobody else gets hurt. That's our right. Our right to bear arms, to protect ourselves from kids who were raised by bad parents. And I don't wanna ever shoot a kid. I used to be involved in stuff, no-knock warrants. I know what it's like to have to do something on the other side of the door. All right, to a bad guy. We're gonna leave it at that. I don't want to do nothing to a kid ever in my life. I pray to God. No kid ever walks to my house and I have to explain to Jesus why I sent that kid to Jesus. Okay. Cause well, if I, I do, mean, he
2: would have been watching,
1: but if I do, I guess who else is going? The kids parents. Maybe we should have done that. <laughs> but anyway, no, you're good. i just, people know the president <laughs> said that him and the first lady are praying for the victims and for the country. The country don't need prayer. I mean, we do. We need, we need revival. The country needs revival. We need forgiveness. We need healing from God so we can get our crap together and understand the power of we, the people. We, the people of the United States of America. We don't serve Biden. Biden is not our God. He ain't an idol to us. We don't serve serve the the White House. I'm not going to repeat all of it. Learn your Pledge of Allegiance. Understand what the flag stands for. And know your enemy. We have an enemy that has access to everything we have. Do you understand if one of them EMT things or EDTs, whatever them things are that go off the electronic grid things?
2: Oh, EAS, emergency alert system. No, no, no,
1: the, the bomb they let off that oh. kills all the electrical components. Okay, yeah. Do you know if that happened? I got a buddy that works at Duke. He's going to come on the radio one day when I get this story all put together. There's a lot of information.
2: And he will be anonymous and not on the camera?
1: Do you know the chip? that goes in to run Transformers is only made in two places. Southeast Asia and mainland China. Our power grid is not in control of itself. So I think they're called EMTs or EP. You know, it's an electronic monitoring post something. Electronic post something. EMP? Yeah, it's, a, no, it's whatever it is. letters. I drive a tractor to snuff diesel all day today, and I smoke <laughs> meat. So I'm sorry, my brain not, ain't on point. But it's the electronic thing that goes off that kills everything in 1,000 kilometers.
2: And China's got access to, So like- my
1: buddy's telling me in a hurricane or an ice storm or a tornado, a transformer, boom, blows up. You see the Duke trucks, the Georgia power trucks, Louisiana power trucks, mm-hmm. Arkansas power trucks coming to the rescue with transformers on their back. Right. But in 1,000 kilometers... Every transformer in every warehouse on every truck quits working, it's fried. So FPL, Duke, Florida Power, Georgia Power, they can't come out and save you because all they're bringing is a hunk of iron, a hunk of steel. There's nothing inside, the brain box is dead. And they can't go back to their factory, their power plant and build you one because the machine that builds them is fried and dead they got to pick up the phone and call Hong Kong or where mainland China, the guy that sells them, and get them ordered. You think China's going to be on the ready just to ship them back to us to get us back in gear?
2: Sure. Why as not?
1: As they're stealing our trade secrets on farming and agriculture and security and they're buying land around military bases, they're sending people over here going to major universities, getting major degrees. Could I go to China right now as a white cracker American? And go to one of their universities and get a degree in mainland China and work in one of their technological programs. Possibly, you can get a degree in rice. In rice, Florida Man Radio. I'm John Demours between the ribs. Heather Hippopotamus on the ones and the twos. The boards. Organic meats closes in three minutes. You better be there.
2: And half cow auction at gmail dot com. The bidding is at fifteen hundred right now for a half cow. That is a really really good price.
1: Listen, I don't want to I don't i I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't want it to go for fifteen or sixteen. I wanna raise this lady five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten thousand oh dollars. I wanna be so awesome. I wanna have to give away two or three cows, two or three half cows. So get on the half say it one more time. Half cow auction
2: at gmail.com. And Heather
1: is in control of it, so no one can say John Moore, swindled the deal. This is a private <laughs> auction. Every penny is going to the women's choices clinic. Now not choices as then, hey, I'm gonna kill a baby. Choices in. I'm going to educate women and men on how to properly raise a child and give that child options in life. Florida Bay Radio McGannick meets Morris Family Farms. What's the number? 407-402-5686. Follow me on Facebook, Morris Family Farms. I hear I'm a good lay. I mean I'm a good follow. We're out of here.
0: I'm the son!